What's good, fam? This is your boy Dijon, and this is how to be a motherfucking legend. Yeah! This is the place to be for inspiration and the realization of your full creative potential. Uh huh. Each episode, we're gonna be sharing tips uh. and insights to help you unlock the greatness that is already inside of you. Okay. Yo, what's good, fam? It's your boy Dijon back up in this motherfucker. I'm feeling fantastic right now. I'm feeling super energized. I had a very powerful day. I worked out. I went to yoga. I'm getting more in my body, which is creating more spaciousness in my field. My mind is clear, and I feel ready to share some beautiful wisdom today on how to use conflict to increase intimacy. Now, this is a spinoff of the relationship stuff I've been talking about. I did an episode called How to Love Unconditionally, which is a great story of me and my twin flame and how I learned higher levels of love. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. But today, we're talking about how to use conflict to increase intimacy. Because... Conflict happens, and it's not bad. A lot of times we think we want everything to be smooth and, and to be seamless, and, and all that's cool, but when things go wrong is actually the time when we have the opportunity to get closer. We have the opportunity to connect. We have the opportunity to create clarity in our experience. Because the reality is, everyone is having a completely different experience. Everyone is attuned to their own frequency, and we have overlap in the things that we share. But let's say you went out and spent the day with someone, and you did all the same things. The next day, if I asked you to describe that day and asked the other person who was with you to describe that day, they would be completely different accounts. So this is a way to get closer when you have misunderstandings. So this is a few steps. You may even want to take notes. If you're not taking notes, you have the opportunity to re-listen, but this is juicy, so let's get in there. Okay, so first of all, it's just the reframe of a conflict instead of a conflict or a fight. It's an opportunity for connection. Just seeing it that way. Just seeing it as an opportunity to get closer, to communicate more, to practice your communication skills, to practice your listening skills, to practice your empathy. So that's number one. Number two is visualize the conversation you want to have before you have it. So let's say you have some tension with someone and you realize it needs to be addressed and you want to address it. You don't want to keep avoiding it. The first thing to do is just in your mind's eye, see yourself connecting with that person, feel into the conversation would be better served to have the conversation in person or perhaps maybe it's on the phone because sometimes there's so much charge that being in person is actually not the right thing. Sometimes just being on the phone is the right thing and you can just really dial into that person's vibration Focus on their voice because a lot of 
emotional information is, is conveyed in the voice. So sometimes that can be good. And then think about how you would like to feel at the end of the conversation. For instance, you could think, I would like to feel relaxed and calm in my body. I would like the other person to feel relaxed and calm in their body. And I would like us both to feel like we were heard and seen clearly and that we feel closer after expressing ourselves. That's a wonderful intention to set before having a conversation to clear space. So that's really the second thing. And that's a lot like you may think like, why would I be doing all this stuff, you know, before I'm having a conversation about clearing the air? And it's because relationships are the most important thing in life. They're the most important thing. That's what we're doing down here is practicing love through relating. You know, the human experience is a collective experience. So all the things I'm sharing with you right now, all these practices are opportunities to grow in love. And that's really all we're doing here on this planet is growing in love and we have each other to play with. You know, so if you see it as a game and you see it as fun, the game is how much love can I give? How much love can I channel through? And the higher you are on that frequency of channeling love, the more identified with God you are. When you have a completely pure, unconditional expression of love, you are one with God. So let's keep it going. Number three is set an intention and create space to have a connection and make sure that that space works for both of you. Because a lot of times something will be urgent on our mind, but perhaps the other person has not had the space to process their end of it. So they're not ready to talk about it. Right. And you can't force anybody to do anything before they're ready. You know, so you, you have to be aware if it's a good time for them. And putting yourself in that person's shoes is like kind of the first step to, to resolving any disagreements that you're having. You know, that's the whole point is learning how to see things from not only your perspective, but their perspective as well. So for instance, what that looks like is, let's say I wanted to talk to you because we had a conflict. The way I would broach that situation, I would say, hey, you know, lead with connection, say, I really value our friendship. And I've noticed kind of a disturbance in the field, a disturbance in the force, right? Because that makes it not personal. It's not like you did something or I did something, you're taking the blame out of it. You're just saying I've noticed there's some funky energy. And I would love to connect with you about it and presence you to what I'm feeling and hear what you're feeling would now be a good time to check in about that. And then you give them the space to say, hmm, is this something I want to go into? Do I have the internal space to do that? Do I need to connect with myself before I can do that? And then if they say, you know what, it's not a good time, but I appreciate you coming at me like this, and then you can maybe set another time. Or if it is a good time, you've already shown that you respect them and care about the way they're experiencing the world. So check in first. Make sure you're resourced and grounded. It's always a good idea to meditate or do sage before you do these things and just kind of clear the energy. Make sure it's as clean as possible before you go in for a clearing conversation. 
Okay, so now that you're in the conversation, now that you've set your intention before about how you want the conversation to go and what you want to feel like at the end, and you've checked in about if it's a good time, now you're actually having the conversation, right? So here are the tools within the conversation that will lead you to a harmonious resolution. And this technique is called the Imago Technique, which I got from a book called Getting the Love You Want, A Guy for Couples. But it applies to not just romantic relationships, but any type of relationship. And there's three parts to it. There's mirroring, validation, and empathy. So in the mirroring thing, you're making sure you hear the person clearly. So it's a great thing to do to invite the other person to share first because the secret to resolving conflict is to focus on understanding and not being understood. When you understand someone, then they naturally soften and have more space in their being to be heard. But you notice how like couples will, or people will just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Like one person will say one thing and another person will say another thing and they just keep going back and forth. It's because no one's really listening. No one's hearing each other. So practice understanding before you worry about being understood. And you do that by mirroring and reflecting what you hear back to the other person. So what that looks like is, let's say I say, I would love for you to go first and tell me what your experience of this situation is. And they say, okay, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And then they stick with their I statements and they talk about their own feelings. So they're not saying like, you're an asshole. <laughs> you were being an asshole, right? Because that's, that's saying you, that's putting the energy on you. And that's also judgment. So you stay out of judgment and blame because it doesn't move the situation to a higher level. That keeps it in the same level that it's at. And a problem cannot be solved at the same level that it was created. You have to go to the higher level. And blame doesn't exist at the higher level. Curiosity does. You can be curious about what was going on with someone, right? So you say, you know, when I was trying to talk to you and you were checking your phone, I felt sad because I really wanted to connect with you and I didn't feel like you were really present and I just wanted to connect because I care. So I was feeling sad and I would say, Oh, okay. So let me reflect that back to you. What I'm hearing is, is that you had a desire to connect with me. And because I was on my phone, you didn't feel like you were getting the quality of connection that you desired. And that made you feel sad. And the other person says, yeah, that, that's it, right? So they feel heard. You've honored them. And you say, okay, got it. And here's a key thing. Then you ask them, anything else? Is there anything else that you want to share? And in that moment, they have the opportunity to look within themselves and see, is that it? Or do I have any more to share? Is there more to get out? Because sometimes we can be so focused on the initial thing and saying it correctly that we're not even conscious that there may be more going on. So when that invitation is given to explore and say, is there anything else 
then they can check in and answer, you know? So if they say there is and say like, actually, yeah, you know, I've noticed that this happens often when I come home and I feel like you're on your phone or you're watching Netflix and it's really important for me to connect. And I really want to be able to like tell you about my day and look you in the eyes and just feel a sense of, of solidarity in our union. And then you say, okay, let me reflect that back. So what I'm hearing is, is this isn't the first time that you felt this way. And you've noticed a lot of times when you want to connect, you feel me removed and you feel sad because you're not getting the quality of connection and you want me to be present by giving you eye contact and just looking at you and letting you know that I'm with you. And they're like, yes, that's it, (laughs) you know? And then you're like, okay, great. Like that makes sense. And that comes the next part, which is the validation, right? So that's when you, you don't have to agree with their feelings, right? But you can acknowledge them as being valid and that you understand them. So you say, you know, I, I understand that. Like, I understand that in these times you want to connect and that you could think that I'm not being present because I'm also kind of multitasking or whatever. And that makes sense to me. So you're not just hearing their feelings, but you're also acknowledging that they're valid, you know, and then you want to stay away from defending yourself or explaining yourself in that time, because it would be easy to say, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but it was really important for me to finish this email or get this work done or whatever, because when you start to defend yourself or explain, it stops the feeling of being received. The other person is kind of like basking in, right? And really what's going to heal the rift between you is the other person being really heard and felt. So you're staying in just the mirroring, the validation and the presence, right? And then the final aspect of the mirroring validation empathy triangle is that empathy, right? And that's when you just like feel into their feeling and you're like, yeah, I I totally can understand why you feel that way and that that wouldn't feel good. And it's also important for me to connect with you. So I hear you and I'm open to creating a situation that works for both of us so that we can both feel connected because your friendship is important to me also, right? So if you think about how much care and tenderness was put into that sharing, it really is an opportunity to deepen intimacy, you know, just to be cognizant of how powerful words are and tones in conversation, right? Because when relationships first start, it's easy for us to be super present. (laughs) But as they go on, sometimes you can disconnect. And it's more challenging to be really present and appreciate someone fully. So when there's a conflict, sometimes that's a little warning signal that maybe we need a little tune up. And this is the opportunity to have that tune up and to reconnect and experience deeper levels of intimacy, which leads to deeper levels of pleasure, deeper levels of play, etc right? So after you fully receive that person, then you have the opportunity to express your perspective in the same way, with the same technique, the same mirroring, validation, and empathy. But this time, 
you're the sender of information and the other person is receiving you. So it's important when you're sending information about your experience to not make people right or wrong because there can be multiple truths that exist at the same time. So here's an example. If the person says, I don't feel connected when I'm trying to talk because you're on your phone, you could say, I hear you and I acknowledge that. What I was feeling in that moment was I was feeling very stressed because I had these deadlines I had to do and I really could use some support in, you know, making sure it's a good time and and that goes back to checking in. But people are not necessarily wrong. It's just like you have different perspectives. Like if you're facing each other, like standing on the street and you're looking east and the other person is looking west, you are seeing different things even though you're in the same place. So it's, you know, it's just like I was saying before, people are having different experiences. They're focused on different things. So this is just an opportunity for you both to share what your perspective is in the moment. Because until we have reached complete God realization and can hold all perspectives at the same time, we're limited to our personal ego, our personal perspective. And when we have a conflict or a conversation or a dialogue, then we are getting more information about someone else's perspective, which ultimately increases our sense of wholeness if it's done in a tender and gentle and harmonious way. So that was a lot of information, but it's come from a lot of deep internal work with reading lots of books about relationship, like getting the love you want, the four agreements, the mastery of love, conscious loving, all these types of books that I was inspired to read after my twin flame relationship when I realized that my emotional intelligence was not where it needed to be to maintain the close relationships that I wanted to have. And I'm sure we've all had heartbreak, you know, and we're learning how to grow beyond that, right? To grow beyond heartbreak in a negative sense. Because heartbreak is not a bad thing, you know? It's just like when you go to the gym and you exercise, your muscles, quote unquote, break or tear because they have to so they can expand and grow back together stronger. So we could look at heartbreak the same way. You know, your heart could break and then in the conflict resolution or opportunity to increase intimacy, if you're reframing it, that could be like a workout for your heart, right? And if your heart is really strong, you're emitting energy from your heart field and you're attracting the people and the experiences that are your highest excitement and your life becomes fucking magical. <laughs> Trust me, I'm living it now and my, ma- my life gets more magical every day. And it's hard to believe that at a time in my life, You know, I was suicidal and super depressed. And now it's like, I literally can't wait for every day to happen. You know, it's my practice just to stay in the present because there's so many cool things to do in my life on a daily basis. There's so many cool things and cool people to connect with. I'm just like constantly overjoyed. (laughs) So I'm grateful to be sharing these things. I'm so grateful for everything I went through so that I could access this knowledge. It's an honor to be on this journey with you. I hope that was helpful. Thank you so much, fam.
Peace. I so appreciate you being here. If you enjoy the energy that we are creating and building, share it with the homies. Connect with me on Instagram. My handle there is at Dijon Bowden, D-I-J-O-N-B-O-W-D-E-N. Take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram stories. Just let people know about it. And if you ever want help going deeper into yourself, developing yourself and doing that with a community and with guidance, head on over to programs.howtobeamotherfuckinglegend.com and we got you. Until next time, peace.